never give in. Never, never, never. I'm going to show you how great I am. I feel I still have room to improve. Still set goals for myself to strive for. I'm never complacent with what I've achieved. You have to fail in order to climb that ladder. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. You want first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else. Right, we are live. Dude, I haven't seen you all week. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Managed to survive the flooding. It's been insane. Like, yeah. It's madness. Biblical proportions, they said. Isn't it? You got one year of rain in one hour or something crazy? Yeah, so something like three months worth of rain in uh, the space of four hours. Like, Dude. It, it's off the charts. And the carnage in that is ridiculous. And just on Thursday, last Thursday, I got my new motorbike, Ducati V4S uh, 2020. I picked it up from Cycle Spot and Wairau Valley Road. And I know Grant, the owner from when I was the marketing manager for Honda Motorcycles for New Zealand, went down there, had a great yarn to him, picked up the bike, did the unveiling and all the rest of it. It's like, cool, high five, see you later, mate. Awesome. And then the pictures that he sent me that I saw the next day the shop is under four and a half feet of water. Water. The fire station on Wairau Valley is uh, sunk. The car, the car place, Ceramic Pro, where I get my car um, valeted, is under four foot of water. The motorcycle shop, uh, I can't understand how rude they are, but they're 50 metres down the road and they haven't replied about getting me an exhaust. <laughs> That's Dude, crazy. I haven't seen anything like it. That whole valley as well is all cars and uh all of it is underwater like there's going to be an insurance claims and fortunately for a couple of our members i mean look there's not a scenario that is nice for anybody particularly families and stuff that have lost their houses or having to dry out all their belongings and stuff but you know dougal and a couple of other members that are running maintenance and repair companies like crikey they're about to scale pretty hard yeah it's the challenge is going to go to move even further to finding builders in Auckland 100 percent. they're not going to run out of work no they are not so let's get into today uh the headline the headline was the most important list in your business i believe uh or something along those lines tell us a bit more well quite often we're as business owners we're busy we're overwhelmed we're wearing multiple hats we've got shit loads of stuff to do not enough hours in the day and it can lead to overwhelm anxiety and wondering what on earth do i focus on next and what should i do right now to help move my business forward and so you end up with a massive to-do list of all the shitload of things that you have to do Mm. and you only have a limited number of hours in the day now one of the biggest things that you can do is to prioritize what do I do that makes the biggest impact on the business during the week and what is going to set me up for success. So your most important list is not your to-do list, but it's your stop doing list. And so it's massively important to free yourself from the day-to-day in order to be able to grow your business, grow your profits, grow your time, and actually buy back that time and enjoy business, enjoy life. So a lot of people, when they first come to us, are busy doing project management, pricing jobs, clients, scheduling, marketing, sales, coordinating with suppliers, and it just ends up, you're feeling overwhelmed, and doing a shitload of hours, maybe 60 hours, nights, weekends, or more missing family time, maybe you feel like you're not doing a good job job of being a dad or being 
present when you're at home because you're thinking about shit. Is the concrete truck going to turn up tomorrow at the right time? Is John going to be able to run this job successfully? Mm. And uh, is Mrs. Jones going to be a uh, pain in the butt client? Um, and are we going to lose money through variations and change orders? So all this can lead to, well, we see it a lot every day, people coming to us, they just can't breathe. And one of our members who just joined us from, uh, from I think he's from Washington, yeah. came on during the week and he was like, man, I feel like I just need to take a week to breathe to be able to catch up. Yeah. So many builders are stuck being busy builders. And so often they're like uh, the frog in a boiling pot of water. <laughs> this is fine. So, dude, it's not fine. You shouldn't be working sort of 70, 80 hours a week. Like, yes, hard work is involved in growing any business, particularly a building company with so much complexity and spinning plates, like multiple sites, multiple crews, multiple subtrades, multiple merchants. Like, it's not easy business to choose to grow and scale, but it is possible when you're not having to take responsibility for absolutely everything. And that's why the stop doing list is so critical because it helps you identify what are the things that you need to double down on as an owner and what are the things you need to delegate so that you're able to elevate and actually work on and above the company. And I had a chat with somebody just yesterday. Um, unfortunately, they did not qualify for the program. Uh, we don't work with anybody and uh, <laughs> that's why we have these chats. Uh, but the big thing for him was we identified that his professional builders rate was so low because he was working so many hours. It wasn't that he wasn't making enough money. He was making some pretty good money, but he was working like a man possessed and having to do it all because he didn't have the process, the structure, the team, or the understanding of what things he should delegate, uh, elevate away from, or actually have on your stop doing list. So you mentioned a few before, but what are some of the key things that most people normally need to have on their stop doing list? One of the things that you said was your professional builders rate. Like, not everything that you do in the business has the same impact. Like some things are going to be going to the merchant. Some things are going to be repetitive. Some things other people are going to be able to do. So site setup checklists, um, setting out the job, uh, processing uh, invoices, office admin. There's a lot of stuff that other people can do that you don't have to do. And just because you can do it doesn't mean you have to do it. So you've only got a limited amount of hours You've only got a limited amount of energy. So we want to make sure that we're getting a return on our time and a return on our energy. And there's a great book by a guy called Chuck Blakeman called Making Money is Killing Your Business. Mm. And that's because a lot of building company owners build themselves a prison by only focusing on the money side of things. And at TPB, we help you build a business that gives you true wealth, both more money and more time. And to do that, it's about having the right systems in place, hiring the right people, and elevating yourself every 90 days. And we need to delegate in order to elevate. So how do you figure out, well, what should I delegate? And not everything should be delegated. Like we want to figure out, first make a list of what's all the stuff that you're doing in your week. So we're going to write that down. I was actually reading a great book this week, which uh, you've been reading as well, Owen, by a great friend of ours called Dan Martell, who was Canadian Entrepreneur of the Year. Highly recommend uh, anyone getting this book. It's called Buy Back Your Time. And so he goes through, what he does is goes through, very similar to our process, goes through, makes a list of everything that he's doing during the week. And beside it, he'll put either $1 or up to $4, like in the Michelin 
rating guide of uh, restaurants. Mm. So he'll put, going to get the, the mail, right? So if he does that once a week, he'll put, is it a low dollar task? Yes, that would be $1 sign. Meeting with clients, $4 signs. Marketing for getting jobs, $3 signs. Pricing a job, $4 signs. So he makes a list like that. And then beside it, he puts either red tick or a green, a green tick or a red cross for energy. So does this lift me up, feel good, and it, um, it's something that zaps me, right? Or is it something that saps me? So that's a great place to start. We're going to make a list of all the things that you do. And then we're going to do that and we're going to put the energy beside it. Is it a tick, green, it energizes me? Or is it red, something I procrastinate on, I suck and it, 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 at, and it drains my energy? Then the next step is, once we've got that list, is we're going to identify what can we stop, what can we automate, and what can we delegate. And we start with the stuff that is in the bottom quadrant of the fun skills matrix, so it's low dollar value and low skill. Or using Dan's methodology, might have one dollar sign and it's red, or two dollar signs and it's red. What else would you add to that? To that? Yeah, I mean, your stop doing list is going to be pretty unique to you because you've got a unique set of skills as well. And look, I mean, there's going to be some principles. Like we've worked with so many builders over the years that we know that most guys don't get into this game so they can be sending invoices and potentially pricing jobs, right? They're going to prefer usually, uh, and maybe you're the uh, outlier that confirms the rule. Maybe you do like pricing work, but usually our members prefer to be working with clients, doing developments, training their team, doing the sales side of it, networking with architects or you know strategic alliances like real estate agents, mortgage brokers, wealth advisors, and things like that. And you are unable to elevate and work on and above the business and do that stuff. If you're stuck down with Marty, what Marty was saying, like the $1 sign task, the $2 sign tasks, the sweeping the site, filling the jumbo bin, packing the site up, packing the site down, coordinating the subs, uh, you know, asking everybody for their timesheets and sending the invoices. And it's not that these tasks aren't important. It's that in the scope of your business, there are so many people that can help you do that. And so few people that can help you strategic alliance with architects, sell the client, make sure that the, you know, things are done at the highest level, most importantly. And you need to be available to, and have the energy to do that. So that means that you're going to have to stop doing certain things. Uh, like the list that I just sort of ran you through. Yeah, 100%. And in order to do that, what we do is we, first step we do with everyone is we actually go through in the launch and we identify how you're actually spending your week. And the difference between successful builders and unsuccessful company owners is what they spend their time on. Mm. Mm. So everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. So we have a goal that we are going to free up eight hours or one day a week so you can think clearer, you can work on the higher dollar value tasks, so those things that are above your PBR and where you want to be, your professional builder's rate. And I guess we need to explain first, PBR is your professional builder's rate. And what this is, is we take the total remuneration that you're getting as an owner. So I'll make the math uh, simple. Let's say it was $100,000 salary and $150,000 profit. We divide that, so we've got $250,000. Let's say you work 50 hours a week, for uh, 50 weeks of the year. So now we know we're making five grand a week and we know that five grand a week for 50 hours is $100 an hour. So anything that's below $100 an hour, we're gonna look to buy back our time 
And in terms of what order do we do it in, it's that stuff that is the repetitive, low dollar value, you suck at, you procrastinate at, and that we can get someone else to do. So think the $1 sign or the $2 sign, and the red, it drains my energy. Yeah. Now, there's another way to look at doing this, and it's what some of our uh, advanced members do, what we do in boardroom. And Doug, Doug has just done a brilliant uh, version of this that we're going to make available to our members. As we go through and we see what is in what is everything that you're doing, we make a list. We put a dollar value task, what it would be to hire that person beside it. So invoicing, uh, talking with clients, scheduling, setting out the jobs, back costing in real time. We put a dollar value beside it. And then we see the three key things. So we want to know, is this in your genius zone? So with each of those tasks, we're going to ask, we've got three columns. One, is this making a big impact for the business? So is it in the 80-20? Two, is it in me, my genius? So am I naturally good at it? Am I naturally great at this? So whether it's sales, pricing, writing copy, leading the team, talking with clients, like am I naturally great at it? And three, and this is probably the, uh, the most important one, is do I love doing it? So does it zap me and it energizes me? I'm raised up, I'm energized, I look forward to doing it. What does it sap me? I suck, I suck at it. I don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And just because you're good at doing something doesn't mean that you necessarily are going to love doing it. Like, I'm good at writing copy, but, but I don't like doing it. Some people are great at doing sales. Naturally, it comes well to them, but they don't enjoy doing it. Yeah. So, so important. And it's different for everybody. So, for example, with uh, Warren Mueller from Canada, his stop doing list included form and training, quality control checklist. Right, and that brought him back one day a week, just by able to train his guys, spend some time training his guys, and giving them a real clear line in the sand of this is what quality looks like. What looks like this is when it's achieved. This is when it's not achieved. Right, rather than being the grumpy bugger that always turns up into sight and goes, "Ah, come on, guys, you know what is what's what's required of you." You can just hold up the quality checklist and go, "Like, look, guys, this is what's required of you," and it's all very clear for everybody. You know, uh, for other people like Jesse. It looked like automating his sales process so that rather than looking at all the leads himself, he had a good process to automate those and uh, and qualify people in and out. It looked like getting a part day. I'm not even talking about a part time. I'm talking about a half day a week person to come in and help him with some of his accounts and some of his bookkeeping. It looked like charging for his quotes and it looked like identifying um a variations process so that he could increase his profit zone on his projects, right? Because his hourly rate was approximately $80 an hour, right? And he was able to find a bookkeeper or somebody to come in and help him with some of his accounts for half a day, right? He's getting like a three times ROI on them immediately because this person was like $20 an hour, right? Oh, oh. And, and the, the psychology of if someone can do it 80% as well as you, then what we can do is we can set up the systems, which is why we know most building company owners who come to us are overwhelmed. Mm. So that's why we have plug and play systems, templates, a community of people to help check stuff and a large team of 21 people to help coach you through and implement this stuff. So you don't have to do the whole part of either pricing, marketing, sales, uh, any anything really from capturing variations, processing them with your form and invoicing clients. You just have to, might have to do the 10% of setting up what your expectations are, check in with them on them doing 80% of the work during the week, 
and then the te- final sign off at the end. Mm. You don't have to do everything in your business because yeah. you need to overwhelm, burnout, etc. And I think Zane Beckett, who won uh, from ZB Homes, who won the Deloitte Fast Fifty, fast growing company uh, in New Zealand, first time a construction company had won it in seventeen years. When he spoke at uh, spoken at quite a few of our events. He said, work smarter or work harder on smarter things. And that is what's going – and what prompted him over the edge was a day like today where it was pissing down with rain, couldn't be on site, came inside, and he had a look at his costings. He rang around some of his suppliers, and he found 17 grand in savings in the space of about 45 minutes. And I can't remember whether it was on timber – I think it was on roofing. Faster. Yeah, on roofing. Yeah. Yeah, because he's doing a large like kindergarten job. It was like a fairly decent sized contract, and he's in the office. There is no way that you can. Doesn't matter how kind of leverage your team, like how big your team are. You're making seventeen grand in an, in an hour on site. Like, good luck, right? Like that's not the kind of business that I particularly want to be running because you're gonna have to have a metric ton of humans running around versus. The leverage you can produce from the office by getting on the phone, negotiating with your subs, negotiating with suppliers, and calling around. And look, whether that uh, you know that worked for him, and it might not work for you, but there's other areas that you can leverage in your business where you can be buying back your time and making a huge impact. Because that's the name of the game. You need to identify what you're best at, identify the areas that you enjoy most, and then work to systemize, delegate, and elevate out of other areas. I was just going to bring up, we've actually developed a tool that with all our members that ranks every task in your business from negative $20 an hour to $0 an hour to $25 an hour, $50, $100, $250, $500, and $1,000 an hour. And you can go through and literally check those off to see where am I spending my time, and we've called that the Freedom Finder. Mm. Uh, it's a fantastic tool because you can see, okay, well, shit, I'm spending 18 hours of my week going to do invoicing, going to get materials from the merchant, uh, doing payroll. Or it might be higher in the ladder, but it's all relative to what is your professional builder's rate versus how you're currently spending your time. 100%. And the reason that that's really important is because most people will grow through observation. So what they'll do is they'll look at successful people in the market and they go like, fuck, what do they have that I don't have? Like, they've got the ute, they've got the investment property, they've got the boat, they've got the larger team, they've got the office manager, they've got, you know, the negotiation skills or the uh, relationship with the architects. And they'll often try and grow through observation and by replication, they'll just be like, oh, I just got to do exactly what they do. And that's only half the truth. That's only 50% of the truth. And that's usually where people get stuck because they're not looking behind the curtain they're not looking behind the scenes, which is what the Freedom Finder gives you and what our community and others can provide for you. It's the behind the scenes look at not what do they have that I don't have, but what do I have that they don't have. You might have the belief that you can't charge more than 10%. You might have the belief that nobody can do it quite like you. You might have uh, the inability to coach particularly well your team members and elevate them up. You might not have a good system for delegating or setting the site up. You might not have a clear uh, work in progress, invoicing, and project uh, project claims system. You might not. I mean, the list goes on and on. So you're looking through observation and trying to grow by going, ah, what have they got that I don't have? And you need to first inspect yourself. What do I have 
that they don't have? What do I need to stop doing, get out of and get rid of so that I can start doing what they're doing? Otherwise, you're only going to work harder and you're not going to do what, you know, Zane said is work smarter on hard, like harder on smarter things. You just hit the nail on the head with um, doing some self-analysis and introspection. So on one side of scaling the builder's ladder and growing your company, you've got gaining skills. So skills around pricing, growing a team, back costing in real time, project management, hiring great builders, leading your company, uh, marketing, sales, etc. We can teach you all that stuff. The real people who move ahead the most versus the people who stay stuck is upskilling your identity to going from builder to businessman to entrepreneur, which is where our boardroom program, our guys who are doing five to 25 mil are doing development, specs, house and land packages, second businesses, structuring and buying, hiring a general manager, or setting the business up for sale. Now, as you grow, you need to get rid of or break limiting beliefs that might be holding you back. So just what you were saying then, Owen, about no one can do it as well as me. So this is one of the biggest limiting beliefs that all business owners have, and particularly building company owners, because quite often great at doing quality work, winning awards, but not so great at building a great business, because literally, like, no one taught you how to build a great business. Mm. And fortunately, we've, over the last 20 years, 21 years, we've seen under the hood of 2,500 building company owners, and we can see the exact structure and roadmap to help get you from where you currently are, whether that's in the survival, stability, scale, or success stage to help take the next step up the ladder because you need the right strategy at the right time for your situation and your business. So some of those, like breaking those beliefs, are overcome by seeing other people doing it. So I can't charge more than 20%. Great. Well, who else is doing it? What's the other evidence? Listening to those people talk, seeing their case studies in the community, talking to them, and seeing the, the strategies and what they have that actually made that come from where you might be to one to two steps ahead to other people who are where you want to be. And it's breaking that belief that might be holding you back, and it happens to all of us in different areas that is going to really propel you forward. And so 80% done well by someone else is 100% awesome. Bloody oath. Yeah. So good. So, Okay. Uh, you listen to this and you're thinking, sweet, sweet ass, <laughs> I need to stop doing certain things. What's on your stop doing list? How are you going to go about doing this? Well, it's pretty straightforward. You can download our resources. You can get access to the Freedom Finder. You can uh, find your professional builder's rate calculator. You can work through a clear list of uh, tasks that you should delegate at each stage of the builder's ladder. We've got all that below for download. But simply put, you need to start by understanding that you need to transition from busy builder to business owner and that you need to stop doing certain things. So get a blank piece of paper out and start writing a list and a time audit over the next couple of weeks of all the things that are below your pay grade, below your skill level or below your energy and give a shit level and that you're going to need to start handing over to people. You don't need to know just yet who or how. You just need to identify it as a task and then we can work through later the who and the how. Right, but now you just need to get a list together of the things that you need to stop doing so that you can actually elevate up. Exactly, and in doing that time audit, writing down what you're doing every in half hour increments, I've always found that when I when I do it and I do it at least once a year, 
I'm way more productive during that time because I mm. don't want to see that I'm wasting my time. Just like if you start measuring what you're eating or you start measuring what you're spending or you start measuring your weight, you're going to eat better, you're not going to spend as frivolously, and you're going to make sure that you're doing the right actions to drive your business and yourself forward. So it's going to be really illuminating. All our members do, do it to begin with, and it's very easy then for us to go, great, what are we going to stop? What are you going to automate? And what are you going to delegate? And we just line up the delegation with the who do we hire next on your org chart towards your business maturity date, and when does it make sense in your cash flow forecast for that role to be hired? And I guess that's the benefit is that we have the employer of choice, we have the plug and play job description, scorecards, the perfect week for what each of those people should be doing from your office manager, your foreman, your superintendent, your estimator, pricing person, QS, project manager, general manager, so we can hit the ground running. We've got step-by-step -step SOPs or standard operating processes, systems for them to follow, structure to their week for KPAs, and then a scorecard so we can measure how well they're going in their role. And also, if they know the goals, and they know the rules of the game, and they're getting a score, then they know how they can improve each week, rather than it being this, you having to be the ogre, getting frustrated and pissed off, because visibility equals accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bang on. Awesome, so guys, we've already said, all these resources are available for download. You can either find them below or you can message any of our team directly or our pages. Just get in touch and we'll send them back to you. One of our team will be happy to help. And uh, if you want further help or you want to unpack this with an actual coach, then you can apply for one of those. We don't talk to everybody. You know, if we think we're a good you're a company that we would be able to help and we will be able to serve, then we can jump on a call and we can uh, walk you through that. So get in touch. But guys, here's your success. Would you add anything, Marty, before we wrap this one up? In 12 months, you're going to be, 12 months will have passed and you'll be further ahead. And the key thing between you now and where you are in 12 months is what you're going to focus your time on. What are you going to implement and execute to get a better result in the biggest areas or plug in the biggest holes in your bucket? And the easiest way to do that is to do the Freedom Finder, the Stop Doing List, and identify how you're spending your time and what's the 80-20 of projects and tasks that you could, if you plug the hole, the business could look massively different 90 days from now, let alone in 12 months' time. All right, should we uh, land this plane, Owen? Definitely, yes. Bring it home. Awesome. All right. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're maybe you're plateauing, things are going okay, or you're feeling a bit stuck, first thing, do your stop doing list. Make a list of everything that you need to be doing, that you are currently doing during the week. And then we're going to go through and we're going to put either $1, $2, $3, or $4 signs against it and either a green tick for, yes, it gives me more energy, it zaps me, energizes me, or a red cross, this sucks, I procrastinate, and it sucks my will to live. That's going to then work out. And then we're going to put number of hours beside it. So if it's going to the merchant, is that four hours a week? We're going to tally that up and see exactly how many hours that you can save each week. Uh, and that's the exact exercise that we go through with everyone first. And then we can start plugging in the processes, plugging in the systems, and who we're going to hire next with the right scorecard to make sure they hit the ground running. Uh, and there's a bunch of different ways that we can help you. So... We've got some plug-and-play resources for you to actually do this exercise. Yeah, you can join our Facebook group. 
what else would you add on? Yep. Uh, there's four main ways that you. There's four main ways that we're going to be able to help you. So number one, you're going to be able to join our free Facebook group. Number two, you're going to be able to register for a call with one of our team. Actually, if you're more of a I want to chat with a human sort of a person, then that's going to be for you. Number three, we do health audits and systems audits, which include your full business health and systems, including financial health, systems health, site, uh, sales, marketing, pricing, right? And, we go, and we're able to do a full health audit for you on that. And then lastly, right, uh, there are our free resources and lead magnets that you can find on our website amongst some of our case studies and or in the show notes below of this podcast episode or wherever you're watching this so four easy ways to you know get more and get help if you're after it. All right, elevate yourself, stop doing all the crap work, the stuff that frustrates you, and here's to your success. Take care, guys. Cheers. See ya.